Are are you gonna do another like tour soon before you? Not before we leave, but part of us leaving is so we won't have the shop mm. anymore. So we'll be able to travel more. So what he means by that is that Justin White tune is no longer gonna be in Houston, correct? Right. So we've made the decision in March to relocate. What's up, guys? We're at Justin White Tune. Make sure you check out the full podcast on YouTube. Guys, yeah, make sure to go check that YouTube video out, man. Go put it in the comments. Who you guys want in the next podcast? Welcome back to Go Hard Podcast. I'm your host, Noel. I'm your co-host, Ocea Team Billet. Man, we got another very special guest for the other day. We came all the way. It was actually like 10 minutes, but it was 45 North. We got Justin White tuned on the podcast. Before we get started on the podcast, it's 2024. This is our first podcast we're doing this year. And I just want to say thank you all to everyone that's been showing support from the subscribers on YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. Thank you all. Um, if you're new to the channel, make sure you subscribe and also comment down below who you want on the next podcast. If there's somebody you want on the podcast, I promise you, we have reached out. If we haven't had them on the pod, we will have them on soon or maybe next year or, you know, maybe down the line, but we are working on it and just want to say thank you. Any words, Ocel? Yeah, man. I mean, appreciate everybody. Appreciate Noel making me, uh, Forcing me to come in. I'm no, just kidding. And, uh, <laughs> thank you, Noel, for inviting me over here, being one of the co-hosts of Go Hard Podcast. I mean, it's definitely a movie. Definitely uh, the things that we're doing has been great. And, I mean, a lot of shit coming to come up, man. A lot of crazy stuff situated. A lot of things upcoming. And we can't wait. Yep. We outside, but we inside here. But without further ado, let's give it up for Justin White Tune. <laughs> Introduce yourself, man. I'm sorry. You got the baby. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. <clears throat> My name is Justin White, and I tune. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. That's pretty the much, end of the hey, podcast. It's, pretty, it's, it's in the name, guys. Justin White Tune. Yeah, tell, I mean, introduce yourself. Tell us a little about yourself, your shop, what you do here. So pretty much, uh, you know, we started way back, but uh, way back what year? Boy, when did it start? The tuning. 1906? Whoa, whoa. Like, 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 you know, it's gonna make or break you. You're either gonna you're gonna make it or you're not. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then uh, you know, we kinda had the idea once me and uh my wife got together, you know, that I really wanted to travel because I've always wanted to travel. And everybody kinda shies on travel tuners because they don't really because oh. it's not a common thing, I guess. Yeah. But, you know, when you, you feel like you got the skill and you can, we do. And man, we just grew from there, you know. Um we haven't been traveling as much lately because we had the shop, you know, just kind of finishing up some customer stuff. But uh, that's what we're getting back into. So what was it? So in 2011, you know, they had the C6 where you started tuning off the C6 platform. Yeah. So actually, I worked for General Motors in 08, 9, 10, 11, 08, 9, 10. 
And then I was the shop foreman by 2010, but I was 21 years old, 20 years old. So we didn't like get along that well yeah, with yeah, the older yeah. guys. Yeah. So I ended up getting a, uh, a job at Techline in Detroit. And that lasted about two months because I don't do snow. Nobody does here in Houston, right? So, so, as you can tell, 45 was all, you know, closed yeah. down because people were wrecking and stuff. But we don't a little bit of ice. But uh, when I came back, um, I came back to my old job and I was the Corvette tech there. And a guy had offered me, you know, he was starting a speed shop and a repair shop and wanted to know if I wanted to work there. So I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. So, yeah, we started doing a lot of C6 stuff there because I was the Corvette tech for GM mm. for Louisiana for, for four or five years. Um, so nice. it's kind of just a natural deal. Camaros too or just? Yeah, I did mostly Corvettes first. Um, and then we kind of moved into the Camaros um, and then kind of back into some Corvettes. And then we pushed into CTSVs and I kind of got stuck there for about five years. Not stuck. I mean, I love that platform. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we finally were like, okay, you know, we've had enough. The platform's kind of, you know, dying off. Yeah. And we went back to Corvettes, of course. Mm. The natural home, I guess. So when natural blue. Yeah. yeah. So when you uh were at the dealership, what did what knowledge did you bring besides everything, you know, from diagnostic troubleshooting? Is there anything that maybe you brought to the table that you see others don't? Yeah, I think I think that's gave me a kind of a unique advantage because you know, I was the diag tech. Yeah. And as the foreman, you know, basically read the data, find out what's wrong with it, tell somebody how to fix it. Well, at tech line, that's all you have is the data. So you have to be able to look at the data, interpret what's going on, and tell them what's happening, you know. So, hey, do this, do this. And, uh, well, tuning is similar to that, which I think is why, you know, remote tuning came so natural to me because all it is is looking at the data and interpreting what's going on with the car and then, you know, yeah. applying a fix. Or telling them, hey, you know, I see this, this, and this, go this way. And helping the customer kind of fix the car that way. So they're not having to bring it to a shop and, you know, unfortunately kind of get hosed over like a majority of the shops do. Yeah. I think they just lack of knowledge and they just start changing parts. Yeah. So when you're troubleshooting a car, what is the, um, what is the, I guess you can say the main focus when you're troubleshooting? Like, is it electrical? Is it, because... Um, it really depends on what the problem is, but um, so can you can you <clears throat> fix can you pretty much diagnose a car with just diving into electrical like the harness running power ground seeing if that that has a certain amount of volts on the sensor you can see well that's the big thing is looking at the sensors and seeing what they're showing because an electrical sensor can still show you a mechanical problem mm. you know you can have a mechanical problem and see it with one of the electrical sensors there that's yeah. there um so yes in, in a way it pretty much all comes down to electrical yeah uh, especially on the newer stuff the newer stuff yeah. is just nothing but electronics yeah i mean we can I can log with HP tuners and tell you your tire pressure in every tire, where your GPS location is, and how much gas you got in your tank. Yeah. You know, just over a log. I wanted to ask you, um, when when we get the new C8 models, right, mm -hmm. how did you feel when you first had, like, you know, in getting in charge of the computering and the tuning? Like, how did, how did you, your first week that you had it, how was it? So the first week, I, I was excited to be able to get into it because, you know, they didn't allow every tuner into that program. And, you know, we were grateful to be able to be part of that. Um, 
But then as soon as we opened it up, it was kind of just deja vu of what the C7 was at first mm-hmm. um, and what the V3s were at first. You know, um, there's a lot of tables in the background. So, you know, we'll see, let's say, 1,000, 2,000 tables in HP tuners. Mm-hmm. Um with GM, there's two to three hundred thousand tables. Damn. You know, a lot of inertias and modifiers, things like that, but that's yeah. what the real tune looks like. Um, and I've seen the background tuning of them. Um, the problem is they didn't, they don't have enough out yet. So they're tuning them, but they're not really doing it to where everything agrees, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, which, you know, we had to patch things on the V3s. We had to patch things on C7s. And then when I saw the C8, it was kind of depressing because, I mean, you can't even adjust the mass air meter without having to patch something or move it or do something to it. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited for the platform. I think it's going to be really killer. Yeah. Um, I just don't get as big as there yet. Yeah. And as, the, soon as, they, <clears throat> as soon as they fix their bugs on it, right? Right, right. Which before we, yeah, yeah it's similar to like what we did on the C7. You know, I didn't when the C7 was real hot. You know, um, I'm not the kind of tuner that jump that likes to jump on the new stuff. You know, because I like to sit back and learn it. Yeah. So and that way, when I do, you know, throw my hat in the ring, you know, I'm not I'm not saying hey, I think I know what I'm doing. You know, it's hey, I, I have this figured out to the best of my ability. Yeah. You know let's see what this thing can really do. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like we've successfully showed that time and time again. You know, we waited, I waited a good while to get into the C7 stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, not that I wasn't tuning them before, but I wasn't really pushing the platform as hard. um, Because I was still doing the Vs. And then when I got, uh, actually the customer Jaren's car, the one above us, you know, he was like, he was letting us, you know, kind of push a little extra on it. And it was quickly one of the fastest Corvettes out here. And then we did another one, and I was like, it's time for me to just buy one. Yeah. So I bought the Stingray. And, uh, base model? Base model? Base or? model. Okay. Little little toy. Yeah. But, I mean, the main reason for the base model is, you know, if you compare the Z51, you know, to the Z06, they have the same electronic diff. It has the same suspension. It has, you know, pretty much the same everything else except for body panels. The torque tube's aluminum and not carbon, and it doesn't have a built motor. But I was buying the car. I paid 35000 for the car versus 75000 for a Z06. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it you makes know? sense if, if you're a mechanic, right? It makes sense to buy a stuff. Right. Well, it makes sense if you're going to build it. Yeah, yeah. If you're building it, yeah. You know, because rods and pistons for that car is 1800 bucks. Yeah. You know, so that's all that has is drop-in rods and pistons. Um, <clears throat> and that car runs faster than, I'd say, 95 97% of the Z06s out here, you know. Yeah. Before we get into the car, <clears throat> Tristan, mm-hmm. we're going to get into the car and the tuning. I have one question about the dealer. <clears throat> when it came to the dealership and as far as, like, technicians, I know they had a big issue with, like, the union and that stuff going on with the... Uh... I was in the South. Oh, okay. We don't have a union. Really? Not that not that I was ever involved with now. Oh, okay, okay. okay. That's, more, that's more northern stuff. Oh, got you. Okay. Hmm. But so so as far as because you're a tech for GM, so mm-hmm. my question is, are they underpaid? Did you feel like they were underpaid as a tech? Because I'm I'm a I'm an aircraft tech, so I see at, at that, that time. As well. I think I think the whole warranty time thing is kind of bogus. Yeah, you know, because it's basically what seventy five percent of what it's supposed to take you to do it or something. Which regardless, even if you're skilled in it, you should still get paid what you're worth. Yeah, but. 
I mean, hourly-wise and things like that, I was actually paid pretty well. Mm-hmm. So I can't say that, but, yeah. I mean, I'm, there was plenty of techs that were underpaid, I think. Yeah. But, you know, I kind of came in, signed with GM from UTI, and they okay, kind of took you. care of me there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Shout out to UTI. Shout out to UTI. Yeah. Sponsor? No. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but, uh, okay, let's get into the tuning, guys. What makes you different than other tuners? Um, I think because I didn't go to a class, I didn't go to, you know, the course books. I didn't go to that kind of stuff. Um, and you were, I, are you referring to the, like the Hennessy school and Asian like the school, school, Hennessy okay, school okay. things like that? Yeah. yeah. I have nothing against them. I just, yeah. the way that their methods are, I don't believe are the best way to go about it. And, you know, maybe it's the best for how their program's going to work, right? They're trying to teach you what to put where and how to do it. But the guy that I was taught by was the GM coder. He did coding for GM. And the way he explained it to me was basically, um, you know, don't touch anything. You don't know what it's doing. You know, so make an adjustment, see what it does, go back. You know, make an adjustment, see what it does. Um, So I'll spend, you know, a year on a car before I'll tune it for a customer. So I had a C7 and a V3 that I spent about a year on that I would make adjustments, make changes, you know, see what everything did before I was even tuning them for customers. Mm, So you would actually push them and test them and see... But instead of just uh, putting a number in because that number, you know, works, I try to make sure, you know, why we use that number. Mm-hmm. You know, why did that value get me to where I'm, where I'm at now? Um, <clears throat> and a lot of tuners, they think that, you know, well, that value worked in this car, so I'll put it in that car and that car and that car. And they don't understand that that's not how all this works. Um, and they inherently put bugs and issues in the cars that, you know, they don't know how to get out, so they just say, oh, oh. that's just how it is. Mm. But it's not, yeah. you know. Mm. Like, uh, cam surge was a big thing, you know. Cam surge, 90% of the time, is not real. On the C7s? On C6s, C7s, okay. you know, um, where they'll be going on the interstate and they're kind of, oh, oh yeah, it's just yeah. got a big cam. That's not true. Like the, 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 the like, yeah. Yeah, 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 that's not true. That's that's all in tuning. You can get rid really? of all that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Damn. they can they My can truck smooth did that. off idle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's because yeah. you were missing something. <laughs> <laughs> that Justin sauce. So when when it comes to like a heavier cam, you can tune it to make it like sound like a slower. Or it's, is it's not even that? It's that when you're having it fight like that. Typically, you know, every operating system is a little different, but typically you have you know the mass air and your and your virtual VE or your actual VE depending on which operating system and. A lot of people don't scale them both, nor do they scale them individually. Um, and like on the V2s, I I used to do that, and I don't do that anymore because the virtual VE doesn't really function very well on it. But on like the trucks and the C6s and stuff, anytime you quickly t- touch the gas, it goes from MAF to VE mm. and then back. And the smooth throttle, it'll stay on MAF. So what it's doing is you're going in between two and the fueling's totally different in between the two mm. and it's causing that surge feeling. Yeah. But, and then once it surges, it can make itself go back and forth. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that injection timing plays a big part in that. Um, there's a lot that can be done to fix it and most people just don't. Mm. Or they just, they just claim, you know, that's what it is. What are your thoughts on like when people decide to go with like such of a an aggressive cam on a mild build. I hate it. 
I hate it. No, no, I hate it. No, no. I mean, a lot of times, guys, they want like a big cam. Big cam, yeah. When they they don't need such a big cam. Yeah. You know the. You know, they think it's going to make them more power, but the smaller cam can make them more power, you know. It's because well, they, they don't understand the how the cam works. Yeah. Because yeah. all the cam's doing is moving that power band up. Mm -hmm. So you need that power down here on a lot of cars, especially newer stuff that's heavy, you know. Um, case in point, it's funny, the, the cam that's in this car, and keep in mind, this car makes, you know, 1,200 wheel. Yeah, nice. The cam in this car is a 217, like, I don't know if you know how small that is, yeah, but that's, it's, it's like, small, yeah. that's yeah. like 20 degrees over stock. Yeah. Wow. And, um, I mean, it it runs the number. It runs better numbers than, you know, most cars with the same power. You didn't say the second number. 217 what? 217, 230. Okay. So, very small cam. <laughs> yeah. It's considered a stage one cam. Uh, Brian Tooley makes it. Nice. Shut and uh, I actually talked to Brian about trying to, you know, have him basically relabel the cam, you know, just because I know... Customers don't want to buy a stage one cam. Oh, gotcha. But, you know, it just kind of got to be in more of a headache than it was worth. But, I mean, it's that bad yeah. that I'd rather relabel a cam and tell somebody, hey, you know, no cam specs, just run this cam because I know how well it'll work. Mm -hmm. You know, because we put that cam against five other cams on an LT engine dyno that, uh, that we set up over in Cleveland. And that cam from 3,000 to 7,400, nothing else could touch it. Wow. wow. And you would think the bigger cams up top would catch it nowhere near. Even, it was still 60 horsepower down. Even wow. the custom grind cams? Yeah. The yeah. Well, they got that uh, the cam that everybody was running out here forever. Um, it's a 235, 247. Okay. It's like, the, it's like the Saurian special or whatever. Yeah. Everybody runs it. The big one, yeah. That cam was 120 foot-pounds down and 80 horsepower down. What was robbing it? It's just It doesn't have enough split. It doesn't have enough split from intake and exhaust, and it's just got way too much intake. So on these, the short ram blowers like these, you know, the intake runners are really yeah. two, three inches tall. So instead of a typical seven, eight inch runner, you know, you got a three inch runner. Um, so if you have a whole bunch of intake, you get a lot of reverb in the blower. Um, basically, that just causes it to fight, builds more intake temp, yeah. flows. It shows a higher you know, boost number, but it doesn't actually make any more power. Yeah. And then you don't have enough exhaust to get that out anyways. So, you know, um, was that, was that on stockheads? Ported stockheads. Okay. When we did the test, it was on ported heads. Okay. Um, we did the test with a stock blower and then I'd put the cam in this car to test it with the 2650 blower. And I mean, it's working, you know, and sad to say I was told about that size cam like eight years ago from Rick Crawford and oh, Crawford, we all kind of yeah. thought he was lying, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> Cause who would tell you the secret, you know? Yeah, the sauce, yeah. And he did. Damn. And so when we were doing the cam on this car, um, I worked with Brian Tooley, you know, and kind of do R and D with him. And I talked with Rick about it and you know, this is what they kind of come up with. And I'm like, man, that seems a lot similar like the other cams that you'd said run before. Yeah. And, had we listened, you know, we would have known because when they come out with the stage three cam, we noticed the, the CTSVs would start one, four, one, five, 60 foot. Hmm. Nice. And I talked to Brian about that way back in 2015, 2016. And he made the stage three torque, which is a real popular cam now. Yeah. And that brought us back to one twos, one threes. And all it was was more split, less intake. 
Nice. So, sound like the if what you're saying sounds like the um the it was a good <laughs> setup for the intake, you know. Well, it's all mainly set up around the intake, yeah. but you know, even in you know the turbo world, like like her car, um, you know, it's got longer runners on it, but with the turbo cam, we did the turbo cam testing, you know, it really to an extent, was just how soon you wanted the turbo to light off. Yeah. You know, up top, we didn't really see any variance in power. You know, I'm not saying that, you know, from the smallest to the biggest won't be a little bit different, but we're talking negligible numbers. Yeah. You know, and two, three, you know, 2,000 earlier spool, I mean, that's significant. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's stuff that, you know, we didn't really have a way to test, you know, way back, or we did, but I didn't have access to it. and. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just going off of what I'm seeing at the track. Yeah. So now that I'm kind of have a little more in with some of these other guys that have this equipment, you know, that's where that car, this car kind of came from, was just showing, you know, what the littlest bit of what you can do can actually achieve. Yeah. Nice. <clears throat> uh, when you hear copy and paste tune, what, what comes to your head? Oh, boy. So much. <laughs> <laughs> so so much. much. So much that you had to fix and... Pretty much. I mean, PTSD. sadly, it's a pretty common thing. Really? Um, it was big on the V2 platform. Got you. The, but what screwed them was, for some reason, GM, every year of the V2, had a different operating system. Mm. So while the numbers looked the same, you couldn't put this number here because it worked. Because they wouldn't work, especially on the transmission. So the 6L transmission got a bad name because people kept saying, you know, it was weak, things like that. And then, you know, we went on to obviously show that that was not the case at all. That's probably the strongest transmission GM's ever made. Wow. And that's wow. what, the 6L... 6L90. 6L90. 6L80s are strong too, but yeah. 6L90 for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, but it, it's really, it's it's every operating system being different. They would pull a 2010 vial, put it in a 12, and wonder why it won't shift right. Mm. You know, and then... It's just, oh, it's got to be the trans, or it's got to yeah. be this. It's, it's not. It's because you don't understand what what you're messing up by swapping that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I think that's what really kind of kept us, you know, kept me out of the whole copy-paste thing because I could see those differences, and I was like, okay, this obviously isn't going to work. Because yeah. if we could, I mean, we would all copy-paste. <laughs> It'd be we, way easier. Yeah. We have people that we interviewed that literally you can have the exact same build on two trucks but there's always something different between one another. Yep. You you agree? Yep. 100%. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. very, very, very rarely. Like I'd probably say maybe three times in my whole career could I use the same vial on two vehicles. That's not a lot of lot of vehicles we've tuned. Damn. You know, it's, it's just not common. Um, there's always a lot different, you know, because everything from, you know, friction in the cylinder, you know, to the, you know, how those injectors were drilled when they were made at the factory. Like, all that little stuff does come into play. Yeah, wow. You know, and yeah, it's supposed to be close, but it's only going to be so close. What's the best transmission GM's put out? Well, they did do the 6L early. Yeah. And then they did the 8L. Yeah. So, I mean, I was always a 6L yeah. fan, but the 8L is a really good unit as well. And what do we think about the 10 speeds now? I love the 10 speed, yeah. but they can't fit them in there. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, yeah, but they do. They have a guy, um, Sean Hamilton, and he's uh, I think he's down in Baytown or somewhere around there, and he's uh, he's actually found a way. He's swapping them into the V3s, 
the older trucks that come with, uh, like the 15s. Yeah. They come with six speeds and eight speeds. He's putting 10 speeds in those. Damn, nice. So, you know, I think the 10 speed, 10 speed of the world's pretty much going to be what's happening. Yeah, yeah, for you sure. You know, and over time. GM and Ford World. Forward World. Yeah. The 10 speeds, yeah. Yeah, well, that's the only one that they've made that's identical. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think the valve body's different, but that's about it. Have you been working a little bit into Ford? I, I've messed with the Mustang stuff a little bit, but enough to learn that, you know, Lund has such an influence into HP, and they are so connected that anybody that thinks they're going to compete with that is out of their mind. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Like, yeah. the, I mean, our 10-speed ten, ten tables... When they open all the 10-speed tables for the GM stuff, I'm like, man, that looks oddly familiar. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, it came from Lund. So if you think that you're going to have access to stuff that Lund isn't going to have, you're just <laughs> you're, 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 you're lying to yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? And then I got to, you know, for me, if I feel like I can't tune, if I can't tune your car better than somebody else can, and they're the same price, well, then why am I tuning your car? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think that's fair. So I backed out of the Ford stuff. You know, it's not, it's not something I'll ever be able to compete with when, yeah, you know, yeah. he runs that market. Yeah, you he know? does. Yeah. People try to argue it all the time, but like, look at, look at what's running. Look at the fastest stuff out there. It's all Lund. Yep. That's you true. know, I'm not saying they don't have a few, but, yeah. you know, there's, there's reasons that most of them are Lund. Yeah. So. Yeah. Damn. And what's. On a stock, the stock trans, the eight-speed for the C7, what's the most power it can hold? Um, I'd say reliably. Or you, can, or you can build them, too. You can build them, too. Um, no, I'm saying what's, what power can you build them to hold the most? So there's a, there's a weird issue on the eight-speed. They have um, a shell in them. It's a, it's a steel stamp basket that's got uh, some like triangular diamond-shaped windows in it. And sometimes... When you're you know doing a burnout in second, and you lift and it goes to shift third, and you get back in it, if you time that right, you'll be the winner of a shrapnel. Really? So the the, the top clutch will grab that basket, and it'll tweak it. Oh, and damn. It, it rips the case apart. Damn. Um, yeah, I was actually doing some tuning when we, we were actually tra- did it, so he knows now. Well, we, we, we've I've, we've seen it a few times. We did a uh, Tim King's car. And uh, he was making about 1600 and we were at Cadillac Attack, I think, last year. And uh, left out. It left out in second really good. Shifted third, made the shift. You could hear the shift. And then it just sounded like a bomb went off. And it come through the floorboard, hit the track. The trans hit the track. Um, two weeks prior to that. <laughs> messing around, man. Two Damn. weeks prior to that, when we were testing his car before, it blew one up. Damn. Just on the on the side road. Wow. He was kind of just rolling into it and it poof, scattered. So that Damn. was that was, you know, two within a month's time. So um And that's how much? I'm not saying it's that common. Yeah. I'm just, you know, when you start making the big power, it makes it a lot more common. Um, but dealing with Circle D, they claim they're talking to somebody right now that's looking to redesign that. Mm. If they redesign that, I think that that trans will be pretty pretty bulletproof. Yeah. Um, and your go-to transmitter? Um, well, I actually build transmissions myself. Oh, damn. Um, but I work with around. Circle D, and I do R&D with Circle D as well. So outside of me, them. Yeah. If nice. you come to his shop, he's not passed around, man. He's all in hands, man. Yeah. He gets everything sure. working. He's like, he's like, nah, bro, I got you. No, I'm going to take it to my homie neighbor. No, he said, <laughs> I got it, bro. 
He got everything, the work. Right? Everything. Everything. Good Every, shit, man. Because yeah. I honestly, I, I'm not going to lie to you, man. I hate that, man. You come to a shop. Oh, I did it. Oh, I got you. I got you. And then you see, the, you see your truck or your car next to another building. <laughs> I was like, motherfucker, could have just taken it to you, that guy instead of you, you know? Yeah. Charge me twice. Yeah. But, you know, good for you, though, man. You do, you do everything hands on. Yeah, they got, yeah. you know, V2s. I seen a, I seen a Mustang outside. There's, yeah. there's a Mustang out there. <laughs> there's one Mustang. <laughs> yeah. But anything it's else? A, it's a good buddy of mine, Casey. Oh, okay. So he just, you know, needed it done and told me to get it done for him. Nice. That's good. But... Yeah, for the uh, for the trans stuff though, mostly it was it was really just because we wanted to go for records and stuff like that, and you you can't pay somebody to build your transmissions if you're trying to go fast with them because you're gonna go through a few of them. <laughs> yeah, Jess <laughs> yeah. yeah. is like, man, let me start ripping it apart, see what I could do. That's, um, that's pretty much how it works. About to hit, you know, two K plus. Or something, man. We better learn this stuff real quick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah forcefully, right? Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> So what's what's the most your trans can hold? Um, our last six L ninety held seventeen hundred for ninety passes and didn't burn any clutches. Nice. Mm. So, to for any other GM trans, I think that's you know next to impossible. And how long did it last? Um, year and a half. But Hell taking yeah. it to the track all the time. Yeah. Damn, that's nice. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it was in a forty four hundred pound car. So. Mm. And what do you charge to build them to um, for that? Depends on which one. Um, For that application. The, the trans that's like in her car okay. should be the, the more normal one. That was more of race only. Yeah, yeah. But hers made 30,000 miles making 1,400 wheel. And we pulled it um, six months ago maybe and brought it to Circle D. We tore it down and everything was perfect. Nice. So, nice. Um, But that's about 5,200 bucks. 52? Yep. Damn, nice. So. Oh, yeah. Guys, if you want your trans built and you keep breaking trans... You know, go to the right guy. He's here. Justin White Tune. He does it work, dude. Does it work? You've got the V2 C7. Get gotta build and tune it, though. That's build the and tune. Yeah, he builds and tune. Don't think you're going to come, just to get the trans it. and leave and inspect another tuner. Touch it. He got. Nah, and make sure your tuner has the computer unlocked as well. And, uh, <laughs> you know, <Don't> look. Nah. <laughs> nah, but, uh, but yeah. So if you want your, your car done right, your trans done right, get with the, the man right here. I want. I wanted to ask you. Um, I want to bring some sauce into into the <laughs> podcast, if you don't mind. Um, so I don't know if you've seen that we've been always uh, interviewing GTRs and you know red eyes, scat packs, <laughs> and everything. And as a as a as your you know a vet enthusiast, how do you say it? Yeah, 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 yeah whatever. Right, my word. I wanted to know, like, what do you think about the situation? What do you think about this rivalry that is, everything is going on? No, he he already caught out Dan with the V two. There you go. No, but, he did. He, well, he, he did. Me, yeah. They, they, yeah, they got to know. I'm they got to know. This. Yeah. But, I mean, realistically, when it comes down to it, if you've got a, if you've got a really, really built all-wheel drive car, we're never going to be able to compete. It's just mm -hmm. not going to happen, you know, being a realist. Yeah. But for somebody to typically have that, it's not as common as you think it is. Yeah. Um, but when you got it, you got it. You right got there. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when they got it, you you know better. Yeah. Because I really um, wanted to know is like, man, I know that vets are fast, but I was like, why why are they not competing for those two guys? You know what I mean? It's traction. Yeah. Traction. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's two wheel drive versus four wheel drive. Yeah. yeah. Makes a big difference when you can put the power down early. Um, plus, you know, the money they're putting in those cars, nobody's putting that in a vet. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. they're they're putting a vet worth of money into a car, you know, every six months. Yeah. We're not gonna do that. 
Mm. You know, we're, we're too cheap for that. Uh, I was going to say, we don't touch it as much, you know what I mean? Like he said, that's why I asked him how much it costs because $5,200 to build a trans that holds 1400 and a G, you know, and, and on those trans. It's 27000 Yeah, $30,000. Wow. Damn. Yeah. That's why, that's why Dan doesn't dig. He'd rather do the roll because mm. he wants to break the trans, which I don't blame him. <laughs> <laughs> For that price, I don't blame yeah. him either. Yeah. Wow. So that, that, yeah, that's why Boost Lucky and Dan are doing that whole, yeah. you know, Boost Lucky wants to go to the track. But, you know, I think it also comes down, you know, from a roll, you know, Boost Lucky from a roll, I don't think he's going to get down that, that fast either, though. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. take it when he raced that, that Tesla. He thought yeah. he had that in the bag and then, yeah. you know, knocked tires off. Yeah. That was it, you know. Could he have beat it? Sure. But the street's a big difference, oh, yeah. mm -hmm. especially up there. You know, those streets are pretty terrible. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. cut the grooves the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but down here, you know, I, I think the Hellcats are just, I think they're heavy. I don't think they make enough power for the gearing that they have. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe it's something else, but. They're probably just too heavy. Yeah. <laughs> we all yeah. agree they are heavy. I'd say, I'd say yeah. there might be like four or five Hellcats in the country that I would be worried about. Yeah. And that's you, about it. And that's who? Yeah. Uh, anything that says Bailey's on it. Oh, okay. Mm, <laughs> shout out to Bailey. Shout out to Bailey's. And, <laughs> and I'd say Boosted Lucky would probably be, I think would be a tight run. Yeah. You know? Demonology. I don't I don't think he'd get on the street ever anyways. Yeah, I don't think so. so. He is gutted down, man. Yeah. I, I wore his suit. Me and him are the same size. <laughs> I wore his suit. And, I mean, I had a little camel toe action his in here. But my race, the race suit. <laughs> And he was like, man, come over here, big man. And I was like, what's up, man? Hey, man, can you try this suit on? And I was like, all right, put it on. Man, my whole, I'm sorry, but my whole balls were sunken in. I couldn't even <laughs> sit down right. Um, but, I mean, yeah, man, like his whole setup is crazy. You know what I mean? Everything. Yeah, and a, a lot of people are different. So, I, I, for some reason, as much as, you know, I love power and things like that, I don't like race cars. And mm. I know people are like, oh, it's a street car. I get it. It's not a street car if it doesn't have air conditioning. Mm. Give a shit what you say, especially not down here. Yeah. But, like, I like, you know, I like full interior car. If you have to sit there and start ripping your whole car apart just to go fast, to me, I feel like, you know, it's it's not worth it. Yeah. yeah. You know, neither of these cars are gutted. Neither of them have anything taken out of them. Full interior? 100%. Damn. 100%. Wow. That car is 3,800-something pounds. That car is like 4,500 pounds. Damn. They've never had anything taken out of them, only added when we put a cage in this one. Yeah. Um, oh, word. It, and, and, you know, it's each their own. Like, yeah, you yeah, can pull yeah. away and you can go faster. And that's cool, but that's not why I bought that car. If I want to do that, I'll buy a Fox body. Yeah, for mm -hmm. sure. You oh, know? yeah. Um, but I've just never, I don't know. I just, it's never been my interest, you know, to, to get into a 10 can anymore. I guess <laughs> when I was really young, I liked it, Yeah, mm. you know, but now I'm older, a little fatter. I like yeah. my cooled seats. Comfortable, yeah. <laughs> That's why I like, I remember when they came out with the, the Camaro, the Z28 with mm -hmm. no AC. I was like, oh, those cars oh, no. are for the Northern guys. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. not going to survive in Houston with those no. cars. <laughs> 
Hell no. Man, they'll be pissed. I'll probably see them outside with the windows down and be like, oh, man, it's fucking hot. Regret buying the motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I, I see so many people out here, you know, because the average the average person that has a, a Z06 or like a ZL1 or any of that is a 20-year-old kid out here. Yeah. Damn. So I get them all the time. They'll come through here and they're, all the seats are missing. And yeah. I'm like, that's like a $90,000 car yeah. that you just ripped apart. Yeah, yeah. You know? And yeah, mine's only like a $35,000 car, but like, yeah. I just can't do it. I pulled the seat out to do something, and um, I forgot what I was doing, but uh, running some wiring. And I'm going to drive down the road, and I noticed my cool seat doesn't work on the driver's side now. And I'm like, ruled that out. Put that shit back in. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's like, hey, I need my so, cool seats, man. And to me, it's something, you know, it's something extra when you can run, you know, times that these guys are running in race cars, yeah. you know, in full weight, full cars that we can drive wherever we want to drive. Yeah. You know, because we travel a lot with these, you yeah. know. Um, yeah. My wife will be driving this one to Orlando and racing, you know, for three days and then driving it back home. Damn. Wow. So, you know, and it's, it's you know, currently it's running 540s. So, I mean, it's not like it's a slow car. Yeah. You know, and if, it, if it's built right, they typically hold that pretty well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. So give us the, the rundown on yeah. your car real quick. Uh, it's just a rod and piston. Uh, Circle D did the converter and the trans on it, so it does have built trans in it now. Um, they wanted to do some R and D clutches in it, so nice. Yeah, sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Ultimate Engine did the motor because even though I did rods and pistons, I'm too scared of that Comstar rod, so I had them put an Ultra H in it. Nice. But it's still a stock LT1 crank, um, two high psi. Hooked us up with a 10 rib setup, um, port injection. Um, Magnuson blower 2650, not ported, with just a 103 on it. And what else? And supported LC4 heads. Nice. And it makes about 1,200, runs low fives, back to back to back. Um, I've done 360, 60 to 130 with it. On the street, out there. Hell yeah. Even though everybody tried to deny it. Dra it then I went out in the frozen weather. and That was recently, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did that 3.6, and they're like, oh, that's no way that was on the street, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it's 39 degrees outside. <laughs> but that's fine. Put my, put, my, put my pants back on, went outside, started the car up, drove down the service road, uh. made a hit to warm the tires up. was like, all right, good enough. Turned the camera on and filmed it, did a 3.8. Yeah. And it's like 39 degrees outside. I was like, all right, look, you do that, and then we'll keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> that was a one-take so, one take gang right there. Yeah, yeah. I was like, all right, we're good. I'm yeah. going home. And you had it on Draggy, right? Correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I seen that. Uh, it's wow. crazy. And uh, the V2? Um, this one's been 351, like, a few years back. We haven't really pushed it lately because it's, it's just a rod and piston motor, too. Damn. And it, we built it for... I don't know, Texas 2K like three years ago. The same people built it, uh, Rolly. Um, but basically we were like, hey, we got a good block from GM because the LSA blocks are offset. And we finally found one that has like a good symmetrical bore. Okay. And then we're like, hey, can you do rods and pistons in this? And um, I think we ended up Molnar, Molnar rods asked us to do the crank as well. For some reason, it was like 600 bucks. So we're like, cool. So, Cheap crank, Hell cheap yeah. rods. Throw some pistons in it. Let's, not, we'll yeah. make it through 2K. Um, car made around a little over 1,400 wheel at that time. And, um, yeah, we're almost 40,000 miles later. Damn. Damn. Yeah, nice. I don't 
No glue. It's still four bolt heads. It's stock ported LSA heads. Um, it's got the L19 hardware, but that's what L19 okay. head studs. Um, that's the only thing special on the car, you know. And we went through a couple different set of turbos, and we're about to start racing it, turning it up again now. But twins or single? It's got twins on it. Okay. Uh, nice. Right now, it's got twins on us. Um, it had Borg 369s back then. Um, and then we went to comps, but we kept having to grease them every time we took the car out, and I just oh, couldn't damn. deal with that. With comps? Yeah. Damn. That started getting annoying. Yeah. So we uh, went to the Zonas, <clears throat> and, you know, they seemed to spool a lot better, but, you know, being 30,000 miles, we never changed valve springs on it. Hell, yeah. I was like, maybe we should wait. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, the LSA, they come with a... Uh... Aluminum or mm -hmm. iron block? Okay. It's aluminum block. Okay. So it's still on the aluminum block? Yeah, it's still stock block. Oh, damn. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on, like, when they say you can only push the aluminum block so much because it stretches and stresses? And I say, watch me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've right. done this so many times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not even, I mean. I'm sure you heard that, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they oh, say yeah. go iron, go iron. Because, yeah, yeah okay. just add 100-something pounds to your car for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would do iron when you get into, like, um... 1500 plus, maybe somewhere around there. But even then, uh, my LSX that I had in my CTSV, it made 1700 and it would still move the main caps around. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So I don't know if it's just iron is the way or if, you know, a better overall block design would be better. Yeah. So they say the dart has displayed caps and that, that fixes it. Um, maybe if they would have doweled them, would be better. But the LT has the same issue. They, they move around no matter what. Damn. Um, but on LTs, I mean, LT4s, I've made over 1,400 on more than I can even count. Yeah. And, mm. you know, we've lost one LT4 ever, you yeah. know, and it was literally beating it back to back to back, and mm. it finally let go. Damn. Since we're on the subject, what's, and some, there might be someone watching the show that they might not know, what's the difference from the LT4 and the LT1 engine? Uh. Rods, pistons, crank are all different. Um, <clears throat> the crank is very close, very similar. Um, the rod is a pretty weak design on the LT1. Um, it's not the the weakest, right? It's still a, a pretty solid H-beam, I believe, um, where the LT4 is an X-beam, okay. they call it. Um, but the piston is significantly stronger on the LT4. The LT1 was never really meant to run with boost. Um, and this one actually, when it was stock, um, she drove it around for, I don't know, a few weeks. I drove it to the gas station, and then it blew up on the way. <laughs> Never even got into boost. I was cruising to the gas station, and it just melted the side of a piston. It was mad today. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. It was mad. <laughs> it, uh, mm. it just seems to be the, you know, the LT1 stuff, they're, they're good in A. You know, um, again, working with Thule on some of the stuff. Seeing what's been done, I mean, he's making 780 on a stock bottom end. Damn, you nice. know, NA, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, Prey performance, you know, he makes crazy combos. I mean, he's he's put some stuff together that I've thrown in some cars and went to the track because, you know, people always say, oh, well, you know, what if he's doing this or what if he's doing that? And so I ended up having a car that had his heads cam and um, his heads cam and a high rim on it. And that car went like six one, six zero. Oh. Damn. And for that setup with a stop bottom in, that's that's fast. Yeah. I was like, oh crap. 
I was like, so maybe there is something to it. <laughs> so yeah, I bought the stuff from him again for another customer car, and sure shit, same thing. Damn. You know, I think we went 590 with that one. So it's got its place. Probably the driver was maybe slimmer, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It matters, man. It's, it does. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. on those cars it does, because yeah. they definitely pull weight on those. Yeah. Definitely got to chop the legs to win the race. Camaros are, man, they're brutal. They're yeah. brutal. But... Again, you kind of get into that category of it's it's kind of a race car. Yeah. You know, because by the time you've ripped everything out of it to make it go that fast, you know, it's not really your comfortable yeah, true, yeah. driver anymore. Man. Yeah. So, fluffy, I like comfort. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of comfort, which is luxury, right? Um, I guess between COVID and before COVID, um, the CAs were coming in, right? What year did it start you know, doing the CAs? 2018, 2019? No, 2020. 2020? Yeah, they didn't so, come until way after COVID. So well, after COVID, um, I've seen the value going increasing by vets, like from a used to be from 100,000 to 250,000 at one point. And DLC. supposedly 500,000 now. So it's going to be the same price of an exotic, you know, exotic Ferrari or yeah, E12. I don't, I don't. I, like, but, you know, I think yeah. the C seven ZR one went up in value like crazy, but that's because it's it's an animal in its own, you know, um, and they only made it one year. That's a bad bitch. You know, the C seven like you you can't cross the street out there without you know somebody almost hitting you in one. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I just don't see the C eight holding that value like that. You know, the Z six is just because they were new and because production has been slowed. You know, people are kind of making it a. A hype yeah, thing. Hype. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to last. I think a lot of people put out a lot of money to lose a lot of money. Yeah. Especially but, after COVID every, or <clears throat> even in between COVID, everything had a value. Everything yeah. you had in the past or in the vault or whatever, it has value. And now, especially when it comes to cars, you know, red eyes and all, the 710s, what's it called? The C710s or C10s? Well, for the what the newer model that has for the sketch for the red eyes. Oh, they have so many, dude. They have so Sorry. many, yeah. and they have value. And I'm like, man, oh, like, oh, I'm gonna just leave it parked with zero miles. I know it's gonna in ten years, twenty years. Oh, the Demon 170. The Demon 170. Mm. I was like, man, these they've been good for you. I'll but tell I, was you, like, one I caught, think yeah. one that caught me off guard, the G8 GXP. That thing, because you know, I look at one, I'm like, yeah, it's a pretty cool car, but like, ten grand, fifteen grand, maybe. Those things are fifty thousand dollars a more right now. <laughs> Really? I'm like, bro, it's a G8. It's a, it's a <laughs> Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're getting that for them. Yeah, that's crazy. I couldn't believe it. I was yeah. like, not, not a chance. The market went up crazy with mm -hmm. cars, though. So. But Speaking it's holding of, it. Yeah. It's holding it on those GXPs for some reason. Yeah. Especially the JDM cars you have right there, dude. That's yeah, uh -huh. that's if they don't catch on fire and burn the ground. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's you know true. anything about a third gen RX seven, like if it hadn't burned, it's it's going to. Yeah. yeah. Just be careful. Well, don't drive it, yeah. you know. <laughs> Is it LS swap? Uh huh. Is it LS swap? Oh, those no, those are uh he builds reliable rotaries. Mm. He swears that's a thing. I argue it, but Damn. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they leave and I don't see them coming back, so Probably maybe, do burn then. Maybe, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm playing. Catch a fire. I'm playing. <laughs> I'm playing. He's like, yeah, I don't want you guys to ever hear again. <laughs> he, hasn't, he hasn't had a fire next door yet. Yeah. So. What's your favorite uh, Corvette? Um, the C7. Yeah. This used to be the C6, but. Not the C6 ZR1? <clears throat> I'm not that guy. Damn. He's not that guy, That's bro. my favorite. 
Yeah, but have you ever been on a C seven zero one? No, that's why it's your favorite. Yeah, <laughs> I just like you know the hood with the with you know the the hood that's uh you can see through the hood and stuff like that. You know, like oh the yeah, one where the blower sticks through the hood because no, it's so big. I don't like it. No, no, it's best. Awkward moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he doesn't do cars. He <laughs> <laughs> goddamn right, bro. Right? <laughs> you know. Yeah, but I think the I, I like the C six zero one though, honestly, but. Cool, you know. C60R1, for what it is, is an awesome car. Yeah. I mean, but to say that it's better than a C70R1, oh, yeah, yeah. given technology and just the engine platform itself, I think I think you'd have to lie to yourself to say that. I don't think it's a bad car, you know, because, yeah. I mean, I think the LSA was one of the best engines ever made. You know, the LS9 is a perfected version of that. Yeah. But um, the LT... I mean, the LT just kind of shits on LS now. I mean, you think so? Oh yeah, the power that they make with the ease that they make it, it's it's just it's mm. hard to compare. So, okay, so let's let's backtrack. Show me, show me, LS, show me an so eight hundred horsepower stock bottom end LS three. Yeah, I can show you five or six of them in an LT one. Yeah, probably okay. more. So your LS, I mean, so. Well, you're on your page. It says LS LT, right? Mm -hmm. So LS or OT? LT, right? I mean, LT's king now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you do you do you think? Well, obviously the LS came before the LT, right. but they kind of that's where the motor came from. You know, the LS. Oh, of course. So debate it, debate it, debate it, <laughs> debate it. No, I'm not debating. I'm just, no, no. I just wasn't his You're opinion. Saying, saying the LT can't yeah. be. Without the LS. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, it couldn't be without the small block, but that's still a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why they revised it. Yeah. They revised it. So what do you, so your, the whole deal about the pump on the engine and, you know, the the, um, the pump behind the engine and stuff like that. The high what's pressure the, side? Yeah. I mean. What's the big deal with that? The, the main reason, you know, the LT is what it is, is because of the direct injection. Yeah. Um. That's also where, let's say, 90% of tuners fail, is they don't know, nor do they take the time to learn injection timing or window or things like that. Um, and that's why they'll do a car like this, claim it makes 1,200 horsepower, and then I'll catch it on a service road making 800 and blow its doors off. Yeah. And they're like, man, what happened? Like, you don't make nearly what you think you make. Yeah. Um, <coughs> But with the direct injection, I mean, it, it wasn't a wrong path, you know. It's what gives them the ability to run, you know, 12 to 1 compression if you want. You know, um, that's a blower car that will drive on pump gas to Orlando, and it's 12 2 to 1 compression. Um, couldn't do that on LS because it wasn't efficient enough. Yeah. Um, they could take more timing. They could take more cylinder pressure. They're just overall significantly more efficient. Um and then you get some hillbillies that'll throw some injectors in it and turn that stuff off. And, you know, you might yeah. as well have just made it out. Might as well just put an LS in there. Yeah. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. So we do, you know, I am a fan of the port injection, but I keep it to a minimum. Mm. So I'll run direct right to where it's happy. Um, you know, within a little cushion of error for cold weather. And then we'll port whatever we have to from there. Got you. But the least amount of port possible, obviously, is better. Yeah, that's right. That's the answer I was looking at. You know, 
Why, why the L, why you thought the LT was better than LS? It's just efficiency. Okay. Uh, Cannon valve heads factory as well. I mean, the head, the ports are that freaking big factory, yeah. you know? Because <coughs> you see a lot online that, you know, LS, I mean, that um, GM went wrong with making the LT because of direct injection and this and that, you know? Yeah, but I what mean. What are your thoughts? Why do you think all these other cars are direct injection? Yeah. You know, look at a Coyote. Another Ford, yeah, the Coyote, yeah. Coyote comes direct and port. Yeah. You know? So does the ZR1. C7 ZR1, I, I think GM screwed up by not giving us both, you know? Mm, yeah. But after seeing how they accomplished the C7 ZR1, they probably should have left it alone anyways. Yeah. But it, it's just all about efficiency. If you take away the direct injection, then, yeah, the head design helps, but it's going to be pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Um, but I think that's, that's where the, the big shine comes from. Okay. You'd be surprised how much direct injection really, really helps because yeah. it's spraying directly in the cylinder as that air is coming in, and it essentially supercharges the charge coming in. Yeah. So it makes everything so much more efficient. You can put so much more power in the cylinder. Nice. What is the highest horsepower they've made on the LT? Oh, over 2,000. A little over 2,000. I know. Uh, I think Tim just made 2,200, something like that, 2,100. And I'm sure they've made more than that. Damn. That's crazy. I never, I haven't seen it or heard. I mean, that's why I asked you because I haven't even heard about it. But no, it's just because the LT is not as common yet. Um, and you still got a lot of people that are, you know, saying that the, the high side and all is such a problem, but it's because they're not figuring out how it works. Mm. Once you kind of get it all to work properly, you know, and yeah, it's a learning curve, but I mean, once you learn it, you you won't want to be without it. Yeah. You know, you'll definitely want it. Yeah. If you're out there trying to figure out and learn the process, stop what you're doing. Come to Justin. He already figured it out. I'm sorry to say, right? <laughs> I'm not saying we know everything, no, I'm but just, you know. <laughs> no, no, no. no but, <laughs> yeah. But do you do you consider yourself one of like most dedicated <clears throat> C7 in, more, in you're Houston? More in, yeah. Until, in Houston? Yeah. Or... Oh. Yeah, that's... In the country? Yeah. yeah, there's nobody in Houston that's going to compete with us. We've already done that. Oh, shit. In the country? No, there, there's other guys out there that are good. Yeah. There's other guys out there that are real good. Top five, maybe? Maybe. Top top, top five uh, C7 builder? I'm not that guy. <laughs> I'm not that guy. <laughs> yeah. you know, I'd rather let my cars do the work, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've, we've definitely, you know, so, mod for mod, we've <clears throat> we've shown... So, like, when you, when you go to competition, <clears throat> um, whether it's track or street... You know, whatever you do, Mexico. Who are those? Who are the other guys, the C seven guys that are out there, like that you compete with? Lately, yeah, lately, we retuned them all. Huh? We retuned them all. So he pretty much said that none of the trucks or none of the cars, cars I'm sorry, cars. that he's doing, they don't work. So they come to his shop, get it done, get it going. He get it, yeah. he get it fixed. Because you know, you have them amp guys out there. You know, that's not in Houston. Oh, okay. Damn. In Texas? What about in Texas? <laughs> <laughs> say what you say what you gotta say. Any any other competition in, in I Texas? Think, I think yeah, I think Amp Amp has some really fast C sevens. Yep. You know, even though me and Sam don't really see eye to eye, you know, he they make some fast ass cars. Do I think that they're any better than we are? You know, when it comes to tuning, I don't. Yeah. But, you know, I'd say he's one of the very few that has a handle on how the tuning works for that platform. And that's why he's able to do what he's doing. 
yeah. you know, but as far as out here, I mean, that it's just not, they just don't have it in Houston. I don't know why, you know, but every, every car we've ran up against, you know, when I first started really pushing these cars out here, I mean, we were putting buses and buses and buses on these cars. Damn. And it's not like a little bit. And we're talking, this thing was only making like 780 at the time. And we were dragging 1,200 horsepower cars, you know? Yeah. And that yeah. should never happen. Yeah. I mean, physics aside, the, it's, the same, <laughs> it's the same car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You he's know? sophisticated, but he also got, he throws some slugs in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, he's good. Yeah, he's a good guy. No, no slugs, but, you know, he's showing facts. Guys, we got <clears throat> some important news. Make sure you stay tuned to the end. We're going to talk about Justin's future plans. If you if you have left the pod, you don't want to miss out the rest of the podcast. So when it came to the LT1 and you started diving into it more, what has been maybe a significant problem that you come out, come around with? Ugh. The... Um, <clears throat> With the LT1 specifically, uh, valve seats fall out of the heads. Um, and that's and I was warned that that would happen, and I didn't change mine in time, and it happened. So um, the LT4s aren't without issue because the exhaust valves fall out of the heads on those. Oh, damn. So <laughs> that's, now that's, that's also, you know, that's from an LS7 to LS9 platform issue as well. Yeah. But... Uh, I like that GM. Oh, that's the I same like that thing. GM kept it consistent. You know, <laughs> I was gonna say that's the same issue they yeah. had with the yeah. Damn, it's like we've had the same failing lifters since yeah. like you know 2007, 2006. And yeah, like yeah. Wow. GM likes to keep that that yeah. problem consistent. I guess definitely, uh, definitely some flaws there. Yeah. The valve seat thing was kind of crazy because I would have never expected the, you know, GM's never had an issue with valve seats before. All of a sudden now the LT ones the seats chip and oh. then the piece falls out. And is that just because, like, the material they're made out of? Um, or is it the some design? Some people, um, when it happened on mine, you know, I didn't blame anybody um, because, like, it's, it's you know, to me, it's it's my race car. So, yeah. you know, the whole reason for this car is so if something happens, I can show you what not to do, right? So when it happened, I'm like, okay, this happened. Um, Brian Tooley reached out to me and told me that he thinks that it's got to do with the – Cam basically uh, being too aggressive and having too much bounce on the seat, um, which makes sense. But I've seen it happen on stock cars too, so stock cams as well. Oh yeah. So it's definitely less common, but it definitely happens. So that 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 was his take on it, and he's got some pretty crazy knowledge over there with all the new machines he has, you know, measuring valves and stuff like that. Then does he offer? An aftermarket for them now? Um, well, they, they you can buy aftermarket seats. Um, that's that's what I originally was doing, um, and then I just got, you know, I came into a set of LT4 heads. Oh, okay. So, and apparently those seats are different because I haven't had the issue with those. Oh, damn! So they, yeah, they probably fixed it. So it was the design. It has to, yeah, it has to be okay. the, the material. I, I assume. Whenever they, they went into the C8, and they put the engine obviously in the back. What were your thoughts on that when you first seen it? A lot of people were mad. A lot of people were, you know, hooray, it's been, C8. It's been coming since the since before Corvettes. Yeah. You know, they're back in what I think the fifties or sixties. They made rear engine Corvettes. You know, they made rotary Corvettes. They made all kind of different Corvettes. Um, we knew it was coming. I'm surprised it took this long. Yeah. Honestly, um, 
do I like it? Do I think it's Corvette? No. You know, no true Corvette owner is going to really like that. Wait, enough. what do you mean? You said they did in the 60s. Right. Didn't mean we liked it. That's <laughs> 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 why it never got done. Yeah. But it's not that it's a bad thing to have because mid-engine is obviously, you know, supercar territory. Yeah. It's just, it takes away the muscle car from the car. Yeah. It takes away the instability, yeah. you know, and I think yeah. that's what kind of makes a muscle car. Muscle car is the instability, as silly as that sounds. Yeah. You know, Vipers were Vipers when they didn't have traction control, yeah. you know, but I guess people were killing each other, so they had to put <laughs> that in there. They were really um, trying to make a V8, you know, make V8 make it, a, you know, exotic. They were trying to make it a V12 in a way. Right, and now they're you know? they're moving into, you know, flat plane cranks, which, you know, the era of us just tossing a bunch of boost on something, you know, uh, with a cross plane crank is not a problem because it's strong. Flat planes, they're not that strong. Mm -hmm. You know, people saw that when they were boosting the GT350s and blowing motors up like crazy. Yeah. So I feel like they're bringing it into something that isn't going to be the same as we're used to. And for those that don't know out there, I'm sure there's going to be someone, maybe even somebody here. What Me? is the difference? <laughs> what is the difference? I didn't want to say it. Either. That's fine. Um, what is the difference between a flat plane crank and a cross crank plane? Essentially, the um, the way the crank's designed, you have the throws of the crank and the rods are on. So there's a throw here, one here, one here, and one here, like a plus, right? So every quarter is a different throw, mm -hmm. where the flat plane is like this. There's only top and bottom. So think like um, like some of the Honda cranks, you know, or DSM cranks. Where they'll have these two come up, then these two come up, mm -hmm. right? But there's no offsets. Got you. So basically, it makes it to where the crank can break a lot easier. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of advantage to it for RPM, you know, things like that. But they're not known for their strength. Somebody has a C7, right? Hey, I'm gonna take a just a white tune. You know, what's your recommendate? Like, what do you recommend them to do? You know, where they go. Maggie, Pro Charger, Turbo, you know, I mean, obviously it's going to depend on their goal with the car, right? Right. Um, but what is something they can get the biggest bang for their buck? For the C7Z, I mean, the first thing, honestly, I tell them is spark plugs and flex fuel, you know, because you can put an E50, E60, pick up 100 horsepower, 100 foot pounds, you know, where a lot of people, they'll just do a pulley first and you get like maybe 30 or 40. Yeah. You know, uh, get it on E the fastest possible you know, um, outside of that, I, I really like the stock blower, but once going to the Maggie and realizing the temperature difference, mm. you know, I, I think that is a pretty viable option to go. Temperature as far as IETs? Yeah. Okay. Like, um, it also, you know, has to do with the cam stuff as well, but, you know, typically a blower will pick up 40, 50 degrees on a pull, you know, even the Maggie's with, you know, that big cam, um, that 235, 247 or whatever, <clears throat> we'd still see 20, 30 um, degrees at least, even with an ice box. Nice. That car picks up, like, the most I've ever seen on a full pass was 7 degrees. Damn. And, you know, 20 pounds of boost, it makes 7 degrees of intake temp. So I can literally take that thing and just back to back to back to back. Damn. It, and it never gets hot. And that's crazy. I don't know if I can say that's 100% the cam that's causing that, but I've talked to Thule about it. I've talked to Prey Performance about it. I've talked to Rick Crawford. I've talked to a lot of people, and 
all they could say is that just that cam must be efficient enough that it's not causing any reverb at all. Damn. And it just, you know, so once, once I've kind of got this build done, I was like, man, this is kind of the golden ticket. Like, why wouldn't you just copy <laughs> yeah. that? Yeah. You know? Um, I mean, there's very, there's not that many vets in the threes that, you know. And what does this build cost? To be honest, like, you know, I'd somebody say, wants to drop it off. Hey, I want that Justin, Justin White car, mock, you know, exact same. Justin sauce. I'd say labor and all, probably 60, 65, you know, give or take. Okay. Um, which may sound expensive, but like, I've raced a lot of 70, $80,000 builds that aren't even near. Yeah. You know, that are, that are barely getting in the force. Yeah. You know. And what's their name? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and non NA builds? No. <laughs> NA builds, I guess. What was I gonna say? Um yeah, man, I mean what if you wanted to, you want the vet to work or you don't want it to work, you know? You gotta put some sauce into it. Yeah. Like he said before, he builds his own trans, you know what I mean? So I also seen we also seen you travel race, uh do you do that a lot or is that like um, just when they call you out or Mostly it's just us just getting bored and wanting to talk shit. <laughs> so, you know, um, the first time we ever did it was uh, my wife's supercharged car. And it had, a, dude, it had a 200 shot on it. Made like 800 and then maybe 1,000 on spray. And we were like, hey, you know, let's go to California. Damn. So we, uh, hey, Lamar, we travel boy. all over. Yeah. So we plotted it out and we picked a bunch of major cities on the way. And we'd just kind of like talk shit for like a day or two before we get to that city. Hell yeah. And we'd meet up with everybody and hang out, grab dinner. We'd go up. We'd race. We, we raced in the mountains in Albuquerque. You know, we raced down. Uh, Hell yeah. And we were in what? The, the alien place, Roswell. Roswell. We did some racing out in Roswell, um, Vegas, Oklahoma City, you know, Pretty much everywhere. When we got to California, street we, race or drag? Street. Okay. <clears throat> when we got to California, we ran into a. We were in L.A. first. There's a group of people called Street Runners, probably one of the biggest car clubs that I know of, and um, they put together some cars for the first night, and we went out, we ran, we beat all of them, and they were like, "Okay, well, we got some faster ones." They put together a set for the fa next night, and we we won again, but you know it was. They, they had some stout stuff out there. Nice. And then we went to San Diego, and apparently... What, what, before you keep going, what year was this? This was... 20, 2017? Okay. 2018? Okay. Yeah. And they were, what were they running? C7s? Were they on Jeep? there? No, some Mustangs? Mercedes. The fastest one in LA, I think, was some that GTS or something. Okay. There's a lot of Mercedes people are there in there. LA. Yeah, it was, uh, was it was a Mercedes with some turbo swap and some stuff done to it. And he's like, oh, man, y'all sprayed me. And I'm like, no, we didn't. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, well, let's run it again, you know, no problem. So we ran it again, and I sprayed him on that one. And he's like, all right, you definitely sprayed me the first time. <laughs> I definitely didn't spray it the first time. Do you, do and, you, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say, do you normally uh, do you do grudges on him sometimes, or do you want to invest yeah. a little bit of money in there? Some I don't I don't race for money. Um, I, it's just it's always been that way because I, I tune cars for a living, you know. So when I'd go out to the grudge races, I was always like, you know, any of the tuners that I see that are betting, to me, you're crooked. Damn. Because well, if you're you tuning, know what's up, and you're yeah. tuning most of these cars. You know what most of these cars run. Yep. 
So you should pretty much be keeping your mouth shut. Yeah. You know, mm. and that's just my opinion. You yeah. know, some people have their own opinion, whatever. Um, so I've just never done it, and I, I try to stick to that. Okay. Um, I race for fun. I build my car for my enjoyment. That's pretty awesome. You know, but, you but those guys really put on a good Good meet. show. But uh, we went down <laughs> what to- What was after uh, L.A.? We after went to San Diego. Okay. And uh, they had another group down there, the Street Runners guys. Um, it was some, uh, was it R8, I think? Twin Turbo R8. We spun pretty bad. We were out on him, and he come around us, and he got all cocky about it, and he was he was a douchebag. <laughs> like, we ran into him on, online, and he's like, oh, we drug the shit out of you. I'm like, bro, we were doing a burnout next to you. <laughs> like, come on now. Um, who, who said he couldn't hook? Who was the guys that you said you were racing? Oh, it was Street Runners. Street is Runners? The, is okay. the, the club. Okay. But uh, they come to Texas 2K every year. Mm. So all the way from California. So, so they'll, be there in, they'll be here in March probably. Oh, yeah. 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 They, um, they're probably the most organized group of street racers I've ever seen. Really? But we've raced all over the country. Um, but then we ran into some Evos. And that was, mm. that was uh, we finished the night off with those. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was probably the closest races we've ever had with that car. With Evos, yeah, four wheel drive, right? Uh, we were on spray and everything. We were just the whole way. We were eye to eye the whole way down. That's crazy. Yeah, it was. It was a pretty killer. The spoon engines, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but on our way back, we ended up uh, hitting a bad, bad patch of wind coming through West Texas, and it rolled the trailer. And Word. Oh, oh, yeah. Damn. The car. Damn. Sandstorm. Uh, no, some 90 mile an hour gust that Damn. was coming through there, and Four. we had a Trailblazer SS with a V on the back, Damn. and it just went to sway, and we lost it. We were all <laughs> safe, but you know, it sucked. Yeah, hell yeah. Did so ever- we ended up buying this as a shell, okay. and started over. Damn, crazy. So, any it happens? Yeah. So we seen you out in um, we seen you on Instagram doing the street racing last week. Can give us some uh, sauce on that? Last week was one of those bored moments. You know, honestly, I didn't know that Cantu didn't live in San, San Diego or San Antonio. I kind of thought he lived out that area. I think in Victoria. Yeah, well, now I know that. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So I thought he was out that way, and some guys were saying they were coming from Corpus, going out to San Antonio to race. And I was like, oh, well, I wonder if he's out that way, you know. I'll talk some shit and see if they'll bite. Uh, and um, I didn't really get any bites on it at first, so, you know, started stepping it up a little more, stepping it up a little more, and then we started getting some bites, and we were like, all right, cool, and <laughs> he, he never said anything, and I'm like, whatever, I don't care. Sounds well, like you're fishing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, because we weren't getting no racing out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, everybody's too worried about, you know, their image out here, yeah. apparently. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, yeah, so we were like, all right, we'll go out there, and I have knew lethal was out there so i was like hey get all the danny see if he'll bring some cars and so he did but uh unfortunately you know i go out there made two test hits and my throttle body failed yeah damn. so uh we had our, our buddy Bo with us he had a twin turbo v2 so he ran um the guy gus's car from out there and gus's car is fast yeah um so they were he pulled on him pretty good down but you know, all in all, it was it was still a killer weekend. We still had fun, you know. Got to actually go hang out at that shop and check out the shop and see what, you know, get some T-shirts, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Any next, any call-outs that you want to do? Any call-outs you want to do? 
Well, we're going to Cadillac Attack next. So pretty much anybody in Orlando can get it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Orlando. Orlando. He's coming from you. We're on the from, we're street. Yeah. So, you know, you know, roll stuff. I don't want to dig on the street. And I definitely uh, will be digging at the track. And if you know anything on these cars, the, there's a pile of rear ends over there for a reason. <laughs> He ain't messing around. He ain't messing around. No, yep. Yeah. There's uh -huh. four of them over there now. Yeah. We've already went through. Um, you know what that means, right? What? You got to take an extra one with you. No. <laughs> this, this was built. If it breaks, it'll come back on a trailer. Yeah. yeah. But no, we'll uh, we'll definitely be out looking in Orlando okay. after after our event during the day. You know, we'll go out there, troll, and see if anybody wants to do some runs. Oh, yeah. Got to be careful with the Puerto Ricans out there, though. Why? Cause they're fast. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, where they, where they got that? What do they have out there? Hondas. Hondas. Doesn't hell matter. Yeah. 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 They uh, they um, before I even went to Puerto Rico ever, they um, we were out at Cadillac Attack. It's probably 2015, 16, so it's forever ago. Yeah. And uh, we had a car we thought was pretty fast. You know, it was like a mid nine second car, which for then was fast. Yeah. And we were uh. We were out there, out by like Titan Motorsports in their parking lot, and uh, some Puerto Rican guy walks up and he goes, "Man, I got a Civic that I run you." And I was like, Psh, "What a joke!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think we've ever got our shit pushed in so hard, ever, ever. That thing was it was retarded. It was so fast. Down. I think it's the first time I've ever seen a, an all-wheel drive Civic. Oh, it was, was all-wheel drive. Oh, damn. damn. <laughs> Before they were even popular, they didn't even mess. They were messing. Yep. Was around. it lightweight? Was it just? Oh yeah, it was just pretty much lightweight. It wasn't lightweight. No, that's the thing, and you couldn't really tell that it was four wheel drive, other than it had four slicks. And I was like, well, that's kind of weird. But <laughs> it's probably a new. He doesn't know anything. <laughs> well, I just was like, oh well, you know, maybe he just that's just what he had, you know. Yeah. And uh, no, he was he was using them. <laughs> His little front wheel burnout, and then uh, and it rolled back. Poured more water, and I'm like, what the hell's going Oh, man. And then hits all four, and I'm like, yeah, we're screwed. Damn, <laughs> man. He did yeah. you wrong, bro. He catfished you hard. Catfish, for catfish, sure. Catfish, but you know what I mean? It happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So who do, you, who do you mostly race? Like, do you do you go after the C7s, Camaros, you know, GTRs, Hellcats? I, honestly, I, I, ra I try to race everything. Mm, okay. doesn't matter, because... Once you've run so many people that claim they make so many different horsepowers, you know, you kind of just think it, they're all full of shit anyways. Yeah. And for the most part, they are. <laughs> you know? Um, like I said, for what this car does on the street, to have a rear-wheel drive car that can run a mid-three on the street is not common. Yeah. It's very, very, very uncommon. Yeah. Um, so, you know... It's hard for me to believe that there's many that are going to really just walk away on it. Yeah. Um, but I don't mind racing all-wheel drive stuff because I don't mind taking a loss because, mm. you know, every now and then they mess up too. Yeah. So you never know. You know, it sounds like to me that the numbers really don't matter to you, you know, like the horsepower numbers. No, know? because a lot of these numbers are peak numbers. Yeah. You know, a lot of these guys are like, oh, you know, think of like a pro charger car. You know, oh, we made 1,300. Yeah, well, I made 1,200 at 4,000 RPM. You made 1,300 at 6,000. Yeah. You mm. know? And then when you're at 4,000, you make like eight. Yeah, yeah. So that whole mid-range, I'm gone. Yeah, you're gone. So there's a lot of a lot of that 
there's also a lot of um, still trans tuning that people really struggle with. You know, yeah. they struggle with the eight speed stuff too, and the trans tuning's big. You know, on a C7ZR1 at the track when we were the first one I ever did. You know, we ran it without a trans tune, and the car went like 970 something, and then. I loaded a trans tune that I had been working on before and the car went 940 something and it was the first bolt on record. Damn. Mm. Just by doing a trans tune. I mean, that's how big of it. A lot of people think the HP doesn't have a lot to gain. It's it's significant. Yeah. I wanted to ask a basic question, uh, a really basic ass question. Because uh, you're a tuner, right? Obviously. What do you honestly prefer? Street tune or dyno tune? Street. Street? Why, <coughs> why is that? Can't compare. Wait. Um, you think the average roller is 3,000 pounds, you know? That thing's 44. Damn. So how are you replicating the motion of that car? You know, yeah, you can you can play with the load, but it's never the same. Um, I agree. I've dynoed so many cars and, you know, showed people. I'm like, all right, you see it's dead on, go run on the street, and it's half a point leaner. Damn. So I don't mind the dyno for something that makes makes big power that we're trying to, like, I guess trying to get it dialed in quickly. What's big power? To you? 14, 13, 14. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess that's relative now, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> um, yeah. Would, we hear big power. We think of like 2000 or some shit. Three, yeah, yeah. Two, three. Yeah, well, remember, street cars, yeah, race yeah. cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Street car, yeah. yeah. Um, to throw something on the dyno, you know, just to get it kind of close. Yeah. I, I prefer that and then put it on the street. Um, but ultimately, I think street tunes significantly better are you, are you gonna do another like tour soon before you not before we leave but part of us leaving is so we won't have the shop mm. anymore so we'll be able to travel more make yeah. an intro about that Inter introduce what has going on oh yeah, yeah 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 for sure so what he means by that is that justin white tune is no longer going to be in houston correct right and then tell us give us more details on that justin um, so we've made the decision in March to relocate to Puerto Rico. It's just where we like, you know, we've, uh, we've been going there for five years. You know, we've pretty much dominated the GMs on the Island for five years. Um, the people there are real moral based, you know, and that's what we want our kids to live around. Oh, yeah. Um, and we want to get into the Motec and Lamborghini and Audi and we got an opportunity from some of our customers up there to, you know, help get us into that. Nice. So we decided we're going to relocate there, and, you know, we love the beach, too. So Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah, I seen a video you posted. I was like, dance, nice. Yeah, it's Waking it's really up to nice. that view every day? I said, it's, you can't beat it. Everybody mm -hmm. underestimates the car scene there, and they're like, oh, it's a little island and this. And I'm like, it's a little island, but, like, the car scene there is, I'd say, more popping than probably <laughs> any car scene in the U.S. right now. Little really? Island, yeah. but with money. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, it yeah. really is. Like, like we'll go to these half miles. I mean, they are they are intense. Really? You know, it's just, it's a crazy party. You know, there's probably 300 cars. Damn. You know, everybody gets down. When we're done, everybody, you know, does trophies together. You know, when they build cars, they build cars together. You know, that's like my family. thing. I yeah, like, that's about us. Well, like, I work I work with a lot of other tuners that are, like, you know, they're scared to tell people that, you know, that I'm doing their stuff. And I'm like, I don't care as long as you pay me, whatever. Yeah. But, you know, 
I've always been a believer that, you know, those who race together win together. And uh, I think the U.S. lost that. Oh, I don't think they have that here no more. Yeah. Everybody wants to be, it's their car. They did this. They did that. You know, I put that together. But if I didn't have Brian Tooley and Prey and Rick and all these other people to bounce his ideas off of, it wouldn't. It would just be another turd ass C7. Yeah. You know, um, or Puerto Rico has doesn't forget that. Yeah. You know, so they're more humble. They're real humble, but yeah. I mean, they kick ass. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, they got worse weather than we do here, and we still run records there. You know. Yeah. So he means worse as in the heat. That well, right the heat. And the water grain, because you got to remember the the there's a tropical rainforest. Oh damn! Then the track, and then the ocean. Yeah. Mm. So you know you got to yeah. worry about you know it raining randomly or hitting an iguana, mm. which we've done. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like you know, there's some things. What what? A, no snow, right? No snow. No snow. <laughs> no snow. That's the number one reason. No snow. Yeah. And no 110 degrees. Yeah. But. How's yeah, it? for us, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be killer because, you know, I won't have the shop, I won't be working on cars anymore, so I'll have the time to really focus on the tuning. Um, I have a lot more time for traveling. You know, somebody's like, hey, I want to go to this race, I want to run this number, no problem, book a flight, I'm out. Boom. You know, because yeah. um, there's flights from Puerto Rico everywhere. Oh yeah. And they're like two hundred bucks. Yeah. Um, but. Plus the tracks open almost every day there, and you do um, you do a lot of remote tuning and a lot of uh, right track majority support, of my right? work is remote tuning. Yeah. So you know, if anything, not having the shop to take up my time during the day, you know, I'll have more time to focus on my remote work. Yeah. So I'll knock that out during the day, and then I'll do my learning in the evening for you know Lamborghini and the higher end platforms that we're looking for to learn, um, and then you know, hang out at the beach. Yeah. So I'm great on the hand, you know. Are you gonna practice on your own Lamborghini, or are you like? Um, <laughs> we have, <laughs> there's a customer that's got three of them that's gonna let us okay. use those nice. first, because uh, you know I ain't got Lambo money yet. Yeah, yeah. But we we are looking yet. at doing yeah. an R8. Nice, cool. Um, that'll probably be the first thing that we build. So what are you gonna do with these? You gonna leave them here? Is he over here? No, they're coming. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh -huh. We're we're car hoarders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have seven vehicles. So. Oh damn. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So they're, they're coming. Hey, I thought these were. I mean, yeah, some of them are customers, but yeah. they're probably fucking <laughs> yeah. 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 No, we uh we we hoard our vehicles a little bit. Yeah. You don't really sell your vehicles. I try not to. Yeah. This one I'll probably end up selling at some point. Mm. Um, but I don't want to yet. Yeah, not until I'm out there and settled. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I tell you what, I, I we wouldn't mind going to Puerto Rico to do a podcast. Maybe like set because we went to Cali um, last month. Mm -hmm. We flew vacay edition right there, dude. <laughs> oh my god, we flew all the equipment out. Everybody in here, we flew them out to Cali to do three podcasts. So I mean, shoot, we, we had no, mind. we had no sleep, man. Mind you, we had like two hours of sleep. Oh my god, B bro just had a, just had to work the next day, bro. Yeah. Jesus. It was yeah. crazy. It was yeah. crazy. No we're, sleep. We're going to get a we're get a house in March. Okay. So whenever y'all are ready, you know, we'll set up an extra room for y'all. Hell yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of Hell people yeah. that you'll, you know, yeah. you can do some real cool podcasts with those guys. They, yeah. They're interesting, man. They're resourceful. I know our Spanish is a little bit different, but, you know. It's, it's totally different. Yeah. 
because I was still trying yeah. to learn Spanish. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I was like, man, I use Rosetta Stone. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, that was, uh, that was useless. Yeah. That is shit. It's um, definitely a, a, a faster and, and closer tonguer. Tongue, you know, sloppy, yeah. Oh, sloppy, yeah. 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 It's real, real quick and slick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like cursive in real life. Oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Slick Rick. Yeah. Nah, but yeah, we'll be we told, we'll be down honestly to go over there. Honestly, we the flights are not that expensive. Can you talk? I know I seen um the TikToker named Aiden has <coughs> his, has his car here. Mm-hmm. Can you talk well, about his a, build? It's at a buddy shop. Uh, Manny built. He's a uh, it's coming up. He's an up and coming shop. You know, he's been learning. So he comes by here every week or so and kind of go over a couple of things, you know, torque specs, GM stuff. So he kind of, you know, uh, but he's doing the actual build itself. Nice. Um, it's going to be, um, it's an LTR 427, you know, maxed out everything pretty much. Damn. Um, yeah, he's got uh, CID heads, uh, twin turbo. I'll be building the eight speed on it and doing a converter. He's he wants to go power glide, but we're gonna deal with the eight speed first. Power glide, damn. Well, because on the rear, that's ends, a lot. Yeah, you know, you said power glide. The rear ends, they um, they typically fail no matter what. Mm. So like this one's got a wave track in it, but the stubs are still stock. So the stubs are the next thing. So it just yeah. kind of gets annoying, and being that he's you know, not the mechanic, how many times do you think he's gonna want to fix it? Yeah. yeah. So. Eventually, that's the route he'll go. But uh, I mean, I think it'll be insanely fast. On Rowdy, this. Yeah. you know, seven second capable for sure. Damn. Yeah. On that, on his. Oh yeah. On the ZOC. Oh. And that's you know, that's if we can keep keep him tame. He's, he's got he's got issues. <laughs> <laughs> he has heavy foot. <laughs> yeah. 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 He wants to blow everything up. <laughs> it's like, man, let it cook for a little bit. You know, let it let me let it simmer down. You know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, young kid, you know, working, making his money, I guess. He wants to spend it all immediately. (laughs) But, you know, I've tried to guide him the right way, you know, to not, not, you know. Most people are like, oh, just buy all this. Don't don't do that. Just just do this first and let's see where it goes from there. Mm -hmm. So he's doing the right steps and it's going to be a a hell of a car. It should be done for 2K. Hell yeah. So we'll see. Are you going to Texas 2K? I don't know yet. Oh, cause that's like the right. Yeah, yeah that's kind of iffy, right? Cause of the yeah. travel and. Plus, when we went to Dallas, uh, like we did the San Antonio thing, they had this you know Dallas first everybody event, and we went up there for three days, you know, couldn't get a race, couldn't get anything, and then uh, the one night we were able to go out with everybody. The police were everywhere we were before we even could think of it. Oh mm. damn! I mean, it was it was. You know, if you were here for 2K last year, it was twice as bad there on a regular day. Yeah. So I can imagine that 2K is, uh, it's going to be rough. Yeah. Damn. Like, if you're not at the track, like, I, I just don't see the street stuff happening. Yeah. You know, it seems like Dallas has that pretty locked down. Yeah. Hey, Johnny, bleep this out. Um, Do you remember in Texas 2K when, uh, I think 2016, when they when they used to uh, race off of and... Uh, f- those warehouses in the back, mm-hmm. uh, where uh, yeah, did you, were you racing there? Yeah. Okay. Damn, nice. That was. Yeah. I remember I went to one of those. I was like, damn, it got down. Yeah, I think it still gets down though. Fourteen. Yeah, damn. I I remember I used to go there. 
and see the race. I was like, damn, they had twin turbo Mustangs and shit like that. Yeah, I had a RX-7 with a with an LS motor on nitrous stick damn. shift car that I raced out there. Oh, you were that guy? Yeah, white car. Yeah, I don't remember. He's that guy. I tried to fucking almost kill guy. myself out there for jumps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was an awesome play. It did good when it made it down the street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's that guy, though. You know? yeah. Did you ever street racing off of a? Uh, it's literally down the street off of a. Um, like the church over there? No, no, uh, behind the church. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 You raced there like that in two thousands? That was in like oh seven, oh eight. Damn, I used to go. My dad used to take me, like in uh twenty. I think it was like two thousand two, two thousand one, and they used to race like just Hondas and the fucking uh. LS1 Camaros. Yeah, like. I had a V6 Camaro. Oh, shit. Yeah. You were that guy? Yeah. <laughs> I was at, uh, I was going to UTI at the time. Okay. Yeah, it was right towards the end of that. If you're in Houston, you obviously, you know, if if you were a racer back then, I wasn't a racer, I was just a little kid. But if you know about Rankin St. James, it got down. 2001-ish <laughs> era. Yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy. Yeah, it was like seven or eight. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> any, right. any, any bad memories then? No, no. I mean, we weren't racing anything that was fast. Yeah. So. Well, not. Know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, our stuff was all slow back then. But were you you were young and reckless. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I didn't wreck. Yeah. yeah. I did wreck when I was in high school. Cost yeah. me. I had to take an emu from somebody. Damn. Oh well. That's a, a weird story, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only time I think I've really had a bad issue with wrecking. Did you do any racing off? No, no. That was before me. That was I think, like I think the the most we did really was uh okay you know that was uh that was when racing was really hitting out here <clears throat> and some guy smoked a cow that was, <laughs> yeah that was a uh, do you remember that yeah it was on the news and everything really yeah a guy hit a cow oh shit because uh, you know still cows out there yeah yeah and uh, that kind of went to a halt for a little while but they still go out there and do it now yeah. Any um any rowdy trucks you do? Um, I actually just did one for Pasadena Speed. Okay. Um, yeah, their crew cab. Um, they're gonna go back for the crew cab record, which I think we could have got it already. Um, but we had to turn the truck down, and um, I mean we turned it down as far as we possibly could, and the driver, I think he's about four hundred pounds, and the truck still runs six fifty. Damn. Yeah, it's a. Um, and we took like 18 degrees of timing out the Wait, hole. Wait, you said the driver's 400 mm -hmm. pounds? And it's a full weight truck. What? 400 pounds. You want to know who it is? Who? I don't I'm asking. Like, you're, you're, you're looking like, oh, I want to know who the driver Adolf. is. Who? who? Adolf. Adolf. Yeah, that's the owner of the truck. I don't I'm not sure who he is. Damn. We were talking about weight on that in that podcast, too. Yeah, they said that this guy don't eat for two or three days so he can, like, shed weight and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This, this, they, they put everything against us and, you know, <laughs> still did great. They went to a, a 650, uh, I guess he would, you know, they were looking for a LT tuner for this truck cause they were having issues with it and, um, went to the shootout, 650 shootout. We ran 650. Damn. So, uh, but every, every time we went to a rental, we broke something. Oh, shit. So it was, it was sheer in the rear end apart. And so you tuned the truck. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what do you think about like. Trucks going against cars. You think that's a a no-no or, you know? No, nah, I mean, I have nothing against it. Yeah. The truck 
I mean, the truck world's come around bad. Yeah. I mean, they're they're fast. The F one fifties especially. Yeah. You Hell know? yeah. I'll say if it's a good race, of course you could race. You know what I mean? If it's a good race, you know what I mean? If though, I you mean, know, if face the vehicle's tilt, a vehicle. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I don't I don't put that against that. I don't I don't do um, like cars and bikes. Oh, like, well, yeah. I won't roll race bikes. Why? Um, just dangerous. Oh god. Okay. I, I had a friend that he's he's locked up now because uh, a bike. There was something in the road, and they were racing, but something in the road, he went down and went under the car. Damn. got him for it. Oh, so, damn. Yeah, so in my opinion, I just, it's just not worth the risk. So, you know, you're liable either way. Sheesh. Damn. I didn't think about that one. Well, yeah. I haven't heard the story like that, honestly. Because you do, I, I see on TikTok or Instagram, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll race a, a bike. You know, but they have some space though. They're like on a five, I mean, a four way freeway and they're like spaced out. I'm guessing that was just really. You know. I'm just like, damn. Man, I can see that. I'm not saying I've never raced bikes. I just prefer after that. Yeah, I, yeah. I'd rather not. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? Yeah. And bikes aren't, unless they're really a built bike, they're not as fast as people think they are. Yeah. You know? I was pretty impressed by that myself when we were beating <laughs> them with these. And I'm like, what the hell was that? That was a 1000? That's it? Damn. Yeah. The newer bikes are obviously a lot faster, but still not fast enough. Yeah. I mean, I, you'd have to have a pretty serious bike to beat some of these cars. Yeah. That's terrifying, though. On man. nitrous and stuff. Yeah. It's terrifying. Like, you literally, like, on a, you're holding dear life, like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I know a car is fast and it's scary, but in a bike, dude, you literally, motherfucker coming in at you, man. Yeah. A little flag could come out, you'd be scared. You couldn't even feel it, probably, you know? You know why they, they, when they race, they go, they drop down, right? Yeah, the aerodynamics. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I think the trucks, their big thing now is uh, the four-wheel drive. Oh, four-by-fours, yeah. So when you're competing on the street, it all goes back to the two-wheel drive, four-wheel drive thing. Yeah. So, <clears throat> and they're able to offset the weight because there's nothing back there. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, Shout out to Midnight. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're pushing them for it's hard, for real. Yeah, well, he recently was just touting at the uh, at the supercars with uh, Lil OJ. Yeah, you know, running times that these supercars are running. I mean, <laughs> you know, he may be a shithead online, but like the, dude, the dude's putting shit together right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, people always try to talk bad on Manuel, and man, I've, I've known him for a long time, and I mean, you can say he's bolting shit together, but uh, he's obviously bolting that shit together right. Yeah, yeah. You know, because yeah. how come other people aren't bolting it together running the same times? <laughs> yeah. But you look, you kind of like it. Like, you kind of have to admire. Like, he talks a lot of shit, but he shows that his shit is real. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And that, that yeah. that's W, man, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Very, very few people do that, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. That's hey. how he is, man. That's, that's how everybody knows him, man. Yeah. You know? Hey, trust me. <laughs> Even on the podcast, we know. We know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, a lot of them, a lot of them will talk shit. Very few of them will actually do something. Yeah, about it. yeah, yeah. Anything? <laughs> I think we could, we. Yeah. Orlando, don't bitch out. Oh, don't bitch out, Orlando. <laughs> oh, that goes for Cantu and Florida. Oh sorry. damn! Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, sorry. Okay. All right. I know you. I noticed you coming for Cantu a lot. There's no coming for him. He's useless. That dude. Damn. That dude's such a waste of time. Damn. I've never seen somebody say he was a grudge racer more and never grudge race. Pulls mm. up to grudge events, makes passes, races no one. <laughs> Talk shit at the track. At, at, fucking, at the eighth mile track, yeah. we're there. 
I'm like, all right, fine. They, they pester us to lock in for money. Somebody from the sideline was like, fine, I'll put the money up. Cool, no problem. Make a test hit. We come back around. They load up left. Damn. Yeah, he's kind of, yeah. Come on, Cantu, man. I thought, He can you know. say what he wants, but numbers don't lie. Yeah. You know, there's a reason he don't post numbers. Because yeah. he claims these cars make 1,600 horsepower and they run slower than that the car does. Oh, mm. damn. Damn. IRL. 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 Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to Guard Podcast. Make sure you check out Ocel Timbilla on, on oh, fuck. You got a new one because he just got disabled. No, I got, it, I, got got it, I got it. 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 Ocel underscore Timbilla 2. I got it. No, I still got the main. What the hell? I got a, I got the main and I got the second one, but the main is kind of on, on works. But follow me on Ocel underscore Timbilla 1 and 2. But what is it? It's one and, well, just two. Let's oh. just do, like, I have one, but confused. I have the two. Yeah, I know. Follow me on the team Bellet. You find me. You know, All right. Whatever. And then TikTok, of course. Don't let him make your truck. He's going to embarrass you. Um, follow Justin Whitoon on Facebook and Instagram. YouTube, TikTok. right? YouTube? We don't do YouTube yet. Okay. We're going to do that once we get to the island. When he gets to Puerto Rico, he's going to start shooting a bunch of content. And yeah, also... Iguanas. Huh? Uh, iguanas. <laughs> and also, check him out. Have you eaten iguanas? Huh? No, no. Do I they eat them over there? Chicken yet. Yeah, they do. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'll try some. I'll bring. I'll get some when y'all come down. Okay, cool. We're gonna go down for sure. Wait, we don't messing around. We ain't messing around. Cause I said we're gonna go to Cali. We went to Cali. This time we're going to Puerto Rico. We have to go. What am I doing at like the end of the year? Six, 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 oh nine. my! See these guys. Fucking, oh, he's well, fucking around. Well, well, I mean, all right, guys. Um, check out Go Hard Podcast. I was to be hyped on TikTok, um, YouTube. All the shorts. Make sure you check it out on Instagram, Facebook. We're also on. You can hear the full audio mm-hmm. on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, everything. Make sure you check it out. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. We're going to Puerto Rico. Peace. Peace. Woo.